Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Atlanta Falcon Nation, what it do? It's your boys, the heavy hitters, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. I'm going to start off. Well, don't worry about my phone, but we're going to start off on my right side. <laughs> We got we got we got the the mad scientist, mad Mr. Mad Mike Sports. At the bottom of me, we got the calm before the storm, the voice of reason, Mr. Drew Talk Sports, and me. Well, you can call me the sixth man because I come in when I need to do. What's going on, fellas? How we doing tonight? What's up, dog? Hey, man, I'm I'm gravy, man. I'm gravy, baby. I'm grieving, baby. Hey, man, especially after a Falcon win, like I said, how we feeling about it? I know the fans want to hear us talk about how we feel about it. I know they probably watched the after-game show, but I guess after a couple of days of resting on it, how you really feel about it? Want to take it, Mike, or you want me to go ahead? Oh, I can blaze it up. You know, I can, I'm ready to blaze up. I'm, I'm like Snoop when it comes down to smoking. Right, I'm ready to blaze <laughs> hey, up. All right, man. Um, hey, hey, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm about to say before. Hey, hey, look, Mike, before before we get to that, let me say. I'm blaze gonna give it a, up. I'm, I'm going to give a shout out. We're going we're gonna to shout out Just J Rock TV. We got Rhino TG, 34 ATM05, Asia Green. What it do, people? If I ain't Asia. call your name now, it's it's going to get there later. But we got a show to do. So go ahead and take it, Mike. We got to do. We got this to do, man. Blaze it up. Blaze it up. Blaze it up. <laughs> Smoke hey, man, weed I had every to get day. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. <laughs> hey, man. This day. Hey, man. We just had to have fun, man. Um, we got an interesting topic that we want to get to on top of it. But, um, um, that's another question. All right. Um I we're gonna get to that question, Rhino. Like that's a question that I wanna expand on too. Um, but the Falcons, man, um I did a friend breakdown. Isaiah Oliver. And this kind of showcased um his ability and what he's been uh able to do this year. Um just in the absence of Dan Quinn and how um, we've seen his imprint on this defense as far as Raheem Morris. I think now um, I'm having a little bit of a change of heart, but I'm still skeptical just based on um, the culture, man. I, I, I need to see more as far as the culture is concerned. Like, it, like he was still a huge part of what the Atlanta Falcons. He's been here since Dan Quinn has been here. When we hired Dan Quinn, um, Morris, Raheem Morris, as well as Kyle Shanahan, those guys were one of the first two hires um, there was for the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm not letting him off the hook. Just because we won three games in a row, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm still a culture guy. Everybody can, you can have guys that are great with X's and O's or excellent play callers, but I don't care nothing about that. Like this is the, like as a head coach, there's a different responsibility. Um, the head coach has to create a culture where accountability 
And like accountability is head above any and everything, first and foremost. We cannot continue to let guys get on social media and act like Tweety Bird. We can't let guys like Raheem, not Raheem, but Rasheed. And Rasheed Hagelin was one of my, my favorite players. We can't have him, you know, getting to crazy stuff on the outfield, like on the uh, on the outside, uh, outside of football. Like you gotta have a, a, a hand on these players, and we can't let these guys just think just because we like you and just because you're a pro bowler, like even a pro bowler. We gotta hold these guys accountable for their actions, man. Like that's something for me. That's first and foremost. You gotta have integrity. You gotta stand for something. And like I said, Raheem is doing a wonderful job of turning that defense around. Like, I, I'm not worried about the offense. The offense is going to be offense. You know what I'm saying? As long as Julio and Matt Ryan are healthy, bro, we're going to put up numbers. They're going to they gonna move the ball. Like, Tyreek Gurley is playing his behind off. He's fifth in the league in rushing. And he's like two, like the third, like, honestly, I think he's like 30 yards or less away from being the third best rusher in the NFL. So don't miss me with this bull crap that Todd Gurley is overrated or he's lost this and he's lost that. The dude's still third, fifth right now in the league in rushing. And the dude got, what, eight, nine touchdowns? That's production. So I don't care if he's not explosive. I don't care if he's not explosive. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about explosiveness. I care about results. Tar girl is getting results, and what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing from Tar girl and my nephew over here. Please don't touch that light. All right, um, but I don't care about, I don't care nothing about you know explosive plays. Like anybody can make explosive plays. You know what I'm saying? Like Turbo Taylor, the dude is fast. He runs a four two four three, and he's out of league. So I don't care about nothing about explosive plays. I don't care about highlights. I care about results, and what I'm getting from Tar Gurley is results. So, that being said, let me know what you guys think about. Um, so I get my nephew uh, from touching this freaking light. He's one years old, so he's in that experiment phase. You know how it is, you. I'm oh, sure you yeah. know about. It. I know. <laughs> I how it is, know. I'm already. I'm already getting that at 11 months. So yeah, I already know. <laughs> Matter of fact, man, I'm I'm about to put him on camera. Hold just one second. All right, go ahead, go ahead, you go and take it. Yeah, man. Um, personally, I kind of agree with what Mike was saying. Uh, I talked about it a little bit in one of the videos that I did. Uh, I think it was like either last one of the last two videos I did on my channel. Uh, you guys definitely go sub Jew Talk Sports, but I talked about Raheem Morris. Like, he really needs a chance at being the head coach. Of the team, if he can get this team to win, I said if he, we can go on a win streak and we make a playoff push, I think Raheem Morris deserves a shot at possibly being the head coach. Um, definitely should be interviewed as possible. Um, right now, you know he's the interim head coach, but I definitely think he deserves a shot. I'm with Mike though. I want to see how these games go against the upper level competition, like against the Tampa Bay's of the world, the Saints of the world. I want to see how we match up against them. But one thing that I do really, really like um, with Raheem Moore so far is he's holding these guys accountable, as, as Mike was talking about. Hey, what's up, uh, Terror Artist 404? Mm -hmm. Y'all definitely go sub his channel. Um, they do their show every sure. Wednesday night at 8. 
uh, ATL and Sports Zone. So y'all definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, man, I really think that Raheem Morris, I think that he deserves a shot if he can get this team, you know, keep this team winning. Like I, I, I'm about results. It's like what Mike said. I'm about results. I really don't. At first, I was on the, the same train as Mike was on. It's like we need to clean house, get rid of everybody. Because really, I didn't believe this team was going to turn it around the way they're doing. Like, I figured right. because this same regime kind of was here with uh, DQ, and I thought they were drinking that DQ Kool-Aid where they all wanted to play that soft zone and stuff like that. But really, right. they're making DQ look bad because now that DQ is gone, it's like now they're blitzing. They're doing all these new blitz packages. It's like, what was all of this stuff yeah, when man. DQ was here? So man, it really, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, now that DQ's gone, DQ's really looking bad now because it's like, it seems like everything that we were doing was DQ, and it looks like DQ, his ego, it, like he got an ego. So I, I really agree with what Michael's saying, man, about I think Raheem Morris really deserves a shot. If this team continues to win and they make a real push, like say we win six out of the last seven games or something like that, like we did last year, and his record end up being like eight and two because I really like that um, they didn't wait around with DQ and they went ahead and cut him early with 11 games left because this gives us a huge sample size to really see if Raheem Morris can really lead a team. Because really, to be honest, this is his like test right now. They're really trying to see yes. what he can do over an 11-game stretch. So if he go like a eight and two or something like that over an 11-game period, you got to get this man a shot. Like, that's how I personally feel about it. You got to give him a, a shot because this dude proved that eight and two is not no fluke, especially with the schedule we got. We got Kansas City coming up. We got the L.A. Chargers. We got the Las Vegas Raiders. Like, these teams are no pushovers. We got Tampa twice and the Saints twice. I mean, if he come out of this with a winning record somehow, some way, I think we got to look at possibly giving Raheem Morris a chance to be the head coach. What you think, K-Styles? Well, yeah, like you said, these, these stretch of games right here, I, like you said, you look at the beginning of the season and the team that they played, it was, okay, cool. But like you said, the meat and potatoes of your schedule is now. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you got two games against Drew Brees and the Saints. You got two games against Tom Brady. You got Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, you like I said, you have all the te the test the test is now. And I think the only way that Raheem Morris will keep his job is if they at least get close to that playoff spot. I won't say necessarily that playoff spot, but if they get close right, to it, right. because the one thing we haven't seen so far yet is what can he do in a five-game stretch? Because with Dan Quinn, we've seen every year since he's been here, was it was a stretch where they'll lose five games here. They'll win three, lose two. Next year, six-game losing streak. The year after that, seven-game losing streak. year after that, six-game losing streak. And I think that's where Arthur Blank kind of got tired of it because it's like, I can understand you losing two games here, two games there, but if you consistently losing five, six games every year, and it's just looking like, well, y'all not making the adjustments. Dan Quinn, like I said, is making him look bad because his pedigree is the Legion of Boom. That's what mm -hmm. he got hired for because he had the Legion of Boom. And 
it just made him look bad. And Thomas Dimitrov didn't make it no better because these two guys weren't drafting the right players. Because at the end of the day, the head coach and the GM has to be on the same accord. If they're not on the same accord on what the type of players they want to bring in here, you have a GM that wants to be offensive-minded and you have a coach that want to be defensive-minded, it's going to clash and it's, that's what it looked like. Because remember with Dan Quinn, we only had two winning seasons in six years. That is crazy, especially the way they were talking about Dan Quinn. So, yeah, Raheem Morris, if he right. can put a good stretch, if he can put a good stretch of games here to where it'd be at least competitive, let's say if they go a 79, he, I would consider him as that head coach because, like I said, it's that, like you said, at the end of the day, it's that accountability. We must have, like I said, that mm-hmm. accountability. Like, even though Lowe said accountability said is not as important with a young team, it's important because you got a lot of young players on this team. You ain't got as many veterans as most mm-hmm. of these teams that in this playoffs. So accountability is massive when it comes when, when you look at it that aspect and um kind of expand on what you were saying about you know just the team in general, man. Um it, it make Dan Quinn look bad is because like yeah, you can be it's all good to be, you know, like me. I, I'm just gonna put this in like a real life situation. Like for me personally, man, um I, I respect the hell out of everybody's opinion. You know what I'm saying? I respect Everybody who is just tuned in for us, man. It's like if you guys, no matter if you're Saints fans or you know, you know, Green Bay Packer fan, like we got all types of people who watch this this channel and watch us, man, because you know, we know our stuff, we're entertaining, and I respect the hell out of everyone's opinion. But at the same time, like I'm gonna talk my shit the way I'm gonna talk it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't give a damn about how good you are. It's like I look. You can be good all you want to. You can be a Hall of Famer. You can be rich. But if you come in here and think you're just going to run things the way you want to run, you want to do what you want to do, like, I'm get your behind out of here, man. And that's what I mean. It's like, that's silly. You know what I mean? Like, that's accountability. And it, it breathes, you know, a certain amount of, you know, like, for guys like Matt Ryan, who is who are veterans, you know what I'm saying? These guys are veterans. Who is a veteran? And um, it's it is difficult for me to say. I, I'm thinking, it's like, do these guys really have a say? So, you know what I'm saying? Do they really have, you know, power in the organization? You know, like a like a like a Tom Brady once did. You know what I'm saying? Tom Brady ended up losing that power, but he had a lot of strength when it comes down to the organization. If he if he said he didn't want this receiver, he didn't want that. All he had to do is go to um to the owner. You know Love what I'm crab. saying? And be able to had the Robert Kraft. Like if he he go to Mr. Kraft and he got it. So I'm not sure Matt Ryan had that type of pull. Um, so for me personally, if Matt Ryan and Julio Jones don't have that pull, man, we're gonna need Raheem to step up and say, guess what? Um, like we're not gonna stand for nonsense, we're gonna not gonna stand for guys half assing it on the field. Like I said, I like I am still debating whether or not to just do the attack video. I might just move on from it because like it's old news, there's no need to even explain. 
you know, go back on there unless he comes back and want to bash the team after they don't let him go. You know, that's the only reason. That's the only way that I might go back. But for the most part, man, you got to stand for something, man. You got to stand for something. And uh, for a guy like Raheem Morris, uh, like like this, look, bro. We, I'm I'm real about mine. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. And even if I have a change of heart, I'm going to be real about it. I'm going to say, you know what, man? I'm having second guesses about not, you know, making um, Raheem Morris the head coach. I'm second guessing because he's doing a very good job with the defense. You can't deny it. We, we, like I said, I just put out a video with um, Isaiah Oliver. Isaiah Oliver is playing so much more aggressive, so much better right now. AJ Terrell's looking like a like he's looking like a a future Pro Bowler. He's looking great. John Kaminsky is playing his behind off. Like this is like this is what he's doing with these young kids. So, I how can you deny it? We real about it, bro. Like that's just honesty. Like this is this is what we want. We want results. I don't care how you get it. I want results, and that's what we're seeing with Raheem Morris. So you can't deny whether or not he deserves. He deserves a shot based on what we've seen so far. It has to continue. It's all about consistency, what you guys were saying. Hey, Drew, I want you to get this one right here. Jay Rock TV said, do you agree that Old Rich has utilized our linebackers to their full potential? Yeah, Better man, than Dan Quinn. Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like Jeff Albrick, whoever's coming up with the defensive schemes, whether it's Jeff Albrick by himself, whether it's him and Raheem Morris, uh, both of those guys collaborating, I think where they're doing a better job, Foyer Lewicon come off the edge, where they're doing a good job is they're using the Foyer Lewicon's physicality. Like, I think that's the biggest thing that people is noticing mm -hmm. with a Foyer Lewicon is his physicality. Like, a lot of people are like, he's playing a lot better than Deion Jones. I think Deion Jones is being Deion Jones. The difference between a Foyer Lewicon and Deion Jones is Deion Jones is not as physical. Man, Hoya Lucon is physical. You see how he ran through the running back who was trying to block him when he was on his way to the quarterback? He basically just ran, ran through that mm -hmm. running back and got to the quarterback. Like, Hoya Lucon is like, I refuse to be denied. Like, he played like one of them old school linebackers. Like, he come downhill. He's not trying to go around you. He's going through people. On those uh, double-A gap blitzes, he's doing a good job of using those violent hands, as Coach Lowe always talked about, where he split the defenders and came right up the gut. With a sack, I feel like they're doing a lot of different things and they're using these guys in different ways. It's like always we always talk about. They're not using these guys in just one position. And I feel like that was Dan Quinn's biggest problem. He didn't take advantage of what these guys do well. We talked about it numerous times, like last year. And I think that's where Dan Quinn actually tricked the front office. I really feel like Jeff Albrecht and Raheem Morris last year on those last eight games where we went six and two. I really think that Dan Quinn did give up some of that power as far as calling the defensive plays. And if you notice, last year, the end of the season, kind of looks like right now. If you guys remember, uh, Devondre Campbell was struggling yeah. in coverage, yeah. and they started mm -hmm. putting Devondre Campbell on the edge. They started bringing him up, allowing him to blitz. And then the beginning of this year, it's like we reverted back to what we were doing. Even at the end of last year, Isaiah Oliver was playing a lot better, but I think that had a lot to do with the way that Jeff Ulbricht and the way that Raheem Morris was scheming up the defense. And I also talked about in my video case styles that I did on my channel that I really feel like if, say, Raheem Morris does go on a stretch where they win a couple games 
and they decide to make him the head coach, I do think that if they tell him that he can pick like his coaching staff and he don't have to keep everybody on this staff, I do think that he's going to keep Jeff Ulbrich as his defensive coordinator. But I think that those guys are really close. As far as Dirk Cutter, I think Dirk Cutter might be let go because I don't think that Raheem Morris is really tied to him, but he's really tied to Jeff Ulbrich. Like him and Jeff Ulbrich are really close. And they, and I think because they work on the defensive side of the ball together, they're really, really close knit. So I do think uh, J-Rock is right on it when he's talking about him using the linebackers in different ways. And I don't feel like it's just the linebackers. I feel like it's all the players. He's using Isaiah Oliver more in the slot instead of just leaving him out there on the island. Um, he's done a good job of mixing and matching these guys. He's bringing, uh, what's it, Keanu Neal up on blitzes, mm-hmm. allowing him to play closer to the line like a linebacker, which is what he does well. So I feel like um, Coach Ulbrich and uh, Raheem Morris, they're doing a great job of mixing and matching these guys, not making these guys just do one thing, but let these guys be most high-faceted. The only thing that I can say I don't like from what I'm saying out of Jeff Ulbrich and Raheem Morris is the way that they're using John Kaminsky. I keep talking about that. I don't like the way that they're using him at that three technique. I feel like they need to put him on the edge a little bit more. But I think once Marlon Davidson comes back and he's able to play inside, and now that tack is going, I feel like they're going to have to kick Kaminsky out to the edge because they're not going to have enough rotation out there. So I just hope that they – the only flop, uh, switch, uh, flip-flop I need to see, I need them to move Allen Bailey off the edge and put him inside, and I need them to stop putting Grady Jarrett out there on the edge because everybody knows Grady Jarrett doesn't have those long arms and stuff like that to keep the tackles off him. He's good in short area quickness where he can use that swim move and he can get in the backfield. You want him as closest to the quarterback as possible. He's your impact player. Don't have him out on the edge because he can't make that impact, especially against uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady later on in this season where those guys like to sit in the pocket. You want that rush coming from the middle. If you guys remember uh, last year when we played the Saints in that second game, we were putting our, uh, our blitzers on the inside. We were putting uh, AC, uh, Adrian Claiborne, Grady Jarrett, even Vic Beasley. They brought him on some stunts. And we kept pressuring up the middle because, you know, Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady, they like to step oh, up in yeah. the pocket. So you got to press the middle. Don't put Grady Jarrett out on the edge because he can't affect the middle of the pocket. We want to push that pocket because Drew Brees, we all know he's short. He can't throw over those hands, and he wants to get that ball out quick. So we need those guys on the inside. Put John Kaminsky, he's 6'5", 280, with long arms. Like put him on the outside where he can use his speed and use that strength and use that athleticism. Stop putting Grady out there and stop putting Allen Bailey out there. They don't have the speed to get around the edge. Put somebody out there that's more athletic. And that's pretty much all I got to say. What you think about it, Mike? I forgot what we were talking about, man. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> I, hey, hey, look, I was about to say, before, before we get oh, the mic. Over it, over it, over it, over it. You're talking about over it. That's what you're talking mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah, yeah that's right, Jeff Over. Yeah, I about to say, I about to say, before we get the mic, I want to get on this one by Jeremy Humphreys. He was talking about they should have traded mm-hmm. Mac and got some picks, and Oliver and Sheffield is trash. I don't necessarily agree with that. Only reason why is Matt Hennessy is not ready yet. Man, look, he man. is not ready yet. Like, man, like, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> if it, Go ahead, go ahead, man. I, you know I'm about to blaze it. It felt like Snoop. Hey, hey, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, look, I'm about to say I, 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 I'll, I'll light it up for you right quick. 
Like I said, <laughs> Hennessy is not ready yet. Like I said, he like Matt. Like that, Matt might not be the center that he was in Cleveland and where he was in that Super Bowl year, but that center. I, and I always say it like this: that center to quarterback position is the one of the most important relationships you have to have on that field. Now, if you trade Mac and got some picks and you throw Hennessy in there. Hennessy and Matt Ryan don't have that rapport like that. Hennessy can't make the calls on the line. And if you have a veteran quarterback that's like this, that's not really a mobile quarterback with a center that can't make calls, you finna get Matt Ryan's ass lit up out there. Because that center has to see, has to had to see the same thing the quarterback does. And as far as Isaiah Oliver and Sheffield is trash. I wouldn't exactly say it's trash. Mike has said this plenty of times, and I agree with him on this part. The only reason why these corners are really getting burnt like that is because you don't have the athleticism in the safety position to really help them. Because Ricardo Allen, like I said, Ricardo Allen, as much as I like Ricardo Allen, he was a feel-good story on hard knocks. Like I said, he doesn't have the necessary foot speed to really cover all four four spots in the secondary, all four zones. He can only be retained in one zone. If he, if he has to try to cover three zones, you might as well you might as well get him the powder toast on that. We ain't even <laughs> went to that part yet. But like I said, Isaiah like Isaiah Oliver as a slot corner, nickel corner is good because he doesn't have to worry about just having safety help on the top. He got linebackers helping him cover, so he can basically be who he was in Colorado, basically physical, man to man, whatever. Like you said, he's a cover two corner. And that slot corner, and like I said, that slot corner is a real tough position to cover, especially if you ain't got no help. Because we ain't got no Deion Sanders uh, out here. And like I said, I I, I get I give shit to Sheffield too, but like I said, at the end of the day, your corners is only as good as your safeties. And, and I pass it on the mic. Go ahead, Mike. I don't want to cut you off. I'm going to just say this, man. Y'all got to stop coming up and, oh, he's trash, he's trash without explanations on why they trash. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just empty That's just empty words. You know what I'm saying? You can't give anything other than, oh, he's just trash. Why is he trash? Do you, are you looking at the safety player? Are you looking at the linebackers? Are we getting consistent pressure? Are we scoring enough points in the fourth quarter to kind of help these guys um, play the right, um, like the, the right schemes. Like do it, like 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 we seen with Dirk Cutter in the fourth quarter. The dude, we up, what it was like 30, 30, 30, 13. I think it was like thirty ten or thirty thirteen. Um, in the in the beginning at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. Instead, of this dude actually running the ball. Guess what he does? Yeah, he passes the ball. Passes the ball. This is the same thing that lost us the Super Bowl. This is why I get pissed off every time we see the fourth quarter come. We go doing the exact same thing that got us lost to begin with. 
the exact same stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we we gotta like don't don't continue to say that someone sucks if you're not giving the reason why. I've said this over and down. I just did a film breakdown with Isaiah Oliver. Isaiah Oliver plays um exactly he playing the role that Brian Poole played in that in, in that slot position. The Falcon slot position, what they do, they play a lot of zone. They play a lot of zone, they play a lot of man, they use their their corners to to tackle well. That's why you brought in an AJ Terrell. AJ Terrell is a big physical corner uh, with athleticism. That's the same thing for Kenneth Sheffield. Kenneth Sheffield is a big physical corner. Yeah, he runs a 4-3, but he is more physical than he is um, athletic. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as his football is concerned, as far as his skill set and football is concerned, he's not a guy that, you know, who's going to guard someone like a, a Wes Welker. These guys who are quick, fast, and get out of breaks fast. That, that's not his strength. So you, what you do as a defensive coordinator, you play these guys in, in ways so they can be physical. Isaiah Oliver, again, go check out the film breakdown. The guy was attacking. When you put him in positions where he just has to think fast, and he doesn't have to worry about a guy behind him, he's a much better corner. He's a much better corner. He can tackle. I know you guys saw a couple of plays during the game where he's, he's tackling running backs. This dude tackling tight ends. Tight ends at corner. How many corners do you know that can tackle big? Like I, I don't know his name, um, but I think he's uh, Kent's. Uh, Fans or whatever his name is, they have two big, big. Yeah, uh, no offense. Um, that dude is big, and the Aduma fail. I don't know what his name is. I can't pronounce the name, but that dude is huge, man. And I was like, I was making tackles on no tight end. So you put him in position to be that slot guy, that Brian Poole, and you let AJ Terrell, um. And, and Kendall Sheffield having the more speedier, uh, faster receivers, you got something there. Isaiah Oliver, not only a great tackler, he's physical, but what you don't want to do with him is leave him on guys like a Julio Jones. Um, you saw last night, like uh, last game, like Jerry Judy was, he was killing everybody. The dude gonna be a, he's gonna be a hell of a receiver. Like he, he was doing that to everybody. Jerry Judy been doing that. He been working people all season, so I think he's gonna be a great, great receiver. Um, but again, man, um, they're doing a good job of using these guys, um, their ability to do not only, um, not only athleticism, but he's moving around these guys. Like I saw. Him on the left side, I saw him playing a little bit of quarters. Um, and in quarters, the corner, the slot corner is more like a safety. And he was using Isaiah Oliver as a safety, where he just read, react, and go tackle. And like that, that right there is a noticeable uh change as far as you know Raheem Morris is concerned. I'm still not sold on him as far as, far as him being the head coach. I gotta see more as far as that's concerned. Like I can't, I can't get over the fact you just because you won three games in a row and we seeing changes on the defensive side of the ball. I can't ignore him and what Dan Quinn. Somebody gotta speak up. You know what I'm saying? It's like having that. You know this dude is a damn 
locker room problem, but nobody willing to say anything. You know what I'm saying? He done punched your auntie in the face. He done beat up your sister, your brother. But nobody want to say nothing because everybody's scared. And that's 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 the way I feel about Raheem Morris. And I can't I can't forgive that from anybody. I can't forgive any coaches. Like y'all knew Dan Quinn was not doing the right thing with these players, but nobody was willing to step up, whether it's coaching or you know players. Nobody on the defensive side spoke up against Dan Quinn. That's a problem for me. So he was a problem. He was a part of that. But as far as that concern, I think Obrick that doing exactly what we saw at the end of the season. Um, now we know for a fact that was them, that was Jeff Obrick, and that was um, Raheem Morris. That is um, something that, that, that that's a huge plus for him. But at the same time, like I said, man, you can't let these guys, you know, you can't forget all the bad things, you know, that they did just because they're playing good right now, man. All right. All right, before we get to the next one, let's say, let's say Wallace Smith, what's happening, man? Uh, Bonacera Productions, what's going on? And you already knew Attack Joe was going to come up by Futuristic PAYT said he. Man, ain't nobody thinking about 20 man. Let him go back. You knew that was coming. You, but. But I'm a, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Mike get this one. You probably have already said it, but Rhino TG said, "Do you think Dirk is gone? Gonna be here next year?" What the hell we- has he done? <laughs> <laughs> We've always gonna go a great passing team. What the hell? That ain't impressive. <laughs> what are you impressed by? This is Julio and Matt Ryan. These are Hall of Famers. We don't need Dirk Cutter to do that. They put up even bigger numbers than Steve Arkeeson was here. Go look at it. They've always been great with passing. That's not the problem with the Falcons. The problem with the Falcons, they can't run the ball. That's like, yes, Todd Gurley is fifth in the league. And like I said, he's like 10, about 30, I'm almost like 30 yards, if uh, 30 yards or less from being the third top uh, running back in the league. Far as the rushing total, so he's getting in the end zone, he's running the ball, but there's no consistency with this offensive running game. That's the problem. So what the hell I'm gonna keep him around for? Like we might as well bring Steve Sarkeesian back because his his shit he's he ain't changed the running game. Running game still inconsistent. That's what I'm talking about. People love people love to just give. Everyone the credit except for who really truly deserve it. And we're talking about Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan. Zacchaeus looking like a damn future Pro Bowl receiver because of Matt Ryan getting these guys ready. Julio Jones getting these guys ready and they balling their behinds off. Did y'all see that 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 bum like this? They've been saying this dude got a noodle arm. Every time they say that, this dude just he just keep putting up numbers. He keep breaking records. He's just um, tied Peyton Manning, okay, for the most completions in 13 years. Okay, just tied him. Nobody in the league, no, nobody in the history of the game has ever done that. But everybody want to get dirt cutter. Oh, we need to bring dirt cutter. Why? He was doing this before dirt cutter. That ain't impressive. So, hell no, we don't need to. We can bring dirt cutter back. I'd rather have Steve Sarkeesian. To be honest, at least we know he gonna run a damn tall sweep. 
Instead of all them damn draws. <laughs> hey, hey, Jew, hey, Jew, I want you to take this. I'm about to say, Anthony Wright, what's going on, man? How you doing? Appreciate you joining us. But I see this comment right here. I think, Jew, I think you might be better fit to take this one. Stewie Rock J talking about Dante Fowler's trash. I might, I think you might need to explain to him again what his role is. Yeah, you good. Hey, man. Dante Fowler was, was brought here to be that edgy type of player. I keep telling y'all, like, we were soft. We were soft. We talked about it last year. I made a whole video on my channel that we were soft. What, what was y'all main thing y'all like to say about Vic Beasley? Man, he soft last year. Man, we soft. Nobody want to tackle. Devondre Campbell soft. Deion Jones, he playing soft. You know, that's what everybody was saying last year. When Keanu Neal left, we didn't have that, that guy back there, the intimidator. You guys know that uh, Keanu Neal was mm -hmm. hurt. And last year, we didn't have no guy back there that put fear in people's heart. Dante Fowler was brought here to be that type of guy. He's that guy that plays with that edge. He's that guy that's going to come down, like Mike made a video talking about it. He's going to play the run first, and then he's going to rush the passer. We had too many guys on this team, like Tap McKinley, like I said, that wouldn't set the edge. He would run right past the running back on the toss and run straight at the quarterback on an option play. Like he going to get a sack, streaming right past his assignment. Well, Dante Fowler, how many times we've seen already this year, two splash plays on, on fourth and goal, what Dante Fowler do? Crash down and hit Wolverine, as I call him, hit AP in the backfield, <laughs> blow him up on the one-yard line. Then he come downhill uh, against the Vikings, knock the kid Madison out. Like that's what Dante Fowler does. He's that guy that plays with that edge. And you've seen against the Panthers – Tripping Teddy Bridgewater on that play. Dante follows that guy. Well, he gonna do whatever it takes, dog. I'm not the. I'm not a dirty. I don't agree with playing dirty. Like when, um, you seen Charles Harris hit T Teddy Bridgewater late on the ground, but I do believe in. We want these guys to fear us, and that's how Dante uh, Dante Fowler plays. He plays like I'm gonna do whatever it takes. If I gotta knock your head off, that's what I'm gonna do. But I want to intimidate you. In football. That's a part of football, being intimidated. I mean, they're trying to take that out of the game. You see with Keanu Neal, he's that same type of player. He's an edgy player. Like, if you come across the middle, I'm going to hit you. And believe it or not, even if you get tossed, you know, they tossed that yellow flag out there, trust me, that receiver that went across the field, I think it was K.J. Hamler that went across the field on Sunday and mm -hmm. got blasted oh, by yeah. uh, Keanu Neal, trust me, next time he come through the hole, he's going to be tippy-toeing. <laughs> He gonna think about that hit, dog. I'm telling you, he ain't gonna stretch all the way out because guys don't like taking them hits. Like it's one thing to be like, "Well, I'm gonna get the flag," but it's another thing to be like, "I might get a concussion. I might not be able to play next week because this dude will knock me out and possibly knock his teammate out." I know y'all see him, uh, seen him hit Kendall Sheffield. I think it was two weeks ago. So that's that's what we're looking for, man. We need edgy players. We need players that's gonna make you fear them. We, we enough of these choir boys on this team. When you play defense, Ray Lewis was not a choir boy. He was one of them dudes. I'm gonna hit you, uh, Terrell Suggs. I'm gonna hit you, Ed Reed. I'm gonna knock your head off. Like them guys were like, if you come across here. I'm going to hit you and think about a flag later. And that's how you have to play the game. You got to play right up to that line. You don't necessarily need to cross the line, but you need to play toe that line, play right up to the line, play through the echoes of the whistle. And that's what I like about Dante Fowler. He's one of them guys, he's going to give you everything he got every single play. And sometimes he's going to cross the line. 
like that play against Teddy Bridgewater, because he clearly tried to clip him. But the reason he did that is because the guy was holding him. He had no way of getting to Teddy Bridgewater. He was going to take off for a first down. And he said, hey, look, before he get this first down, I'm going to clip him. It was not the right play, but he was like, hey, look, I want him thinking about something. I want him thinking about if he try to get a first down, this dude might do something to me. And it might not be legal, but he going to do something. Like, he ain't going to – yeah, he's not going to sit around and just wait. And I'm going to and I'm gonna get exactly. sued. That's a dumb get sued. Everybody feels exactly. sued because they yeah, know it man. might get stepped on or something. Like, like exactly. he's gonna do something. But that's <laughs> but when you play football, I talk about it all the time. When you play football, you gotta be a little bit crazy in the head. That was the reason why I didn't play football. Because I was like, to play football and get your clock cleaned a bunch of times, you gotta be a little crazy. You gotta be a little crazy, dog, especially to play defense, to play linebacker. Oh, we talked to Chris Draft. Y'all remember Chris Draft talking about. You gotta be ready, and you gotta be a little bit crazy to meet that meet that running back mm-hmm. in the hole. And he was playing against guys like Eddie George, big dudes. But when they come through the, the hole, hey, look, you gonna feel it just as much as they feel it. Mike Allstott, them big guys, when they come through the hole, you gonna feel it, dog. So you better come with everything you got. We talked to uh, Keenan Forney. He was another one talking about man when I would come through and try to block somebody, man, I felt like my shoulder got knocked out out of place, like. You gotta be a little bit crazy, dog, to play football. That's what I'm saying. So, like Dante Fowler is one of them guys where sometimes he's gonna go over the edge. But them the type of players you need on your team, man. You need those players that's a little bit crazy, a little bit edgy, and you like to have those guys on your side. Trust me. Uh it's a reason why JPP got about six or seven sacks. Because he got the Indomitian Sue next to him, and Indomitian Sue is one of them dirty, kind of crazy players that, like he said, he's gonna step on you if you're under the pile. He gonna step on your hand. He gonna do that kind of stuff. He gonna try to hit your quarterback late and get a rough in the pass on night. It's not gonna care about it. He gonna try to knock your quarterback out the game. That's a part of the game, man. It's a reason why the Saints the Saints were putting bounties on people's head. Like football is a crazy sport. You never know. It's some players out there literally trying to hurt people. So when you come to play, oh yeah, you gotta be ready, dog. Perfect. You gotta be ready. Yeah. You already know that damn psycho trying to hurt. Like Keanu Neal's one. He tried to hurt you. I don't care exactly. what nobody. Keanu, he's trying to hurt you, bro. That's what you need. Keanu. You need crazy. And, uh, <laughs> Keanu don't give a damn who team you play on. You ain't way. Mm-hmm. You ain't way. You just get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> you get knocked but, out. It don't matter who it is. You get knocked out. But I want to kind of pick y'all on what you saying. The uh, the thing about that is the defensive line has to work as a unit. It's just like the offensive line. You have to work as a unit. Like I said, we talked about John Abraham and how he's one of the best pass rushers the Falcons have ever seen. But you also have to remember on that defensive line, you yeah, had Big Brady Jackson, Babino, and Babino. Mm-hmm. And, and don't forget, hey, don't forget Rod Coleman. Yeah, Rod Coleman. We yeah, talk, we talk. We we talk about how how great Jared, Grady Jarrett is. Rod Coleman was the same exact type of guy. He was a little bigger. He just had had a knee injury. He had a knee injury that kind of hey. halted his progress, though. Yeah, your defense, like I said, so. Fowler, you may say Fowler's getting paid, overpaid for his position, but in actuality, he's actually getting paid less than what most of his position would be. Because if you look at mm-hmm. a lot of the pass rushers in the NFL right now, remember, Joey Bosa just got a $170-something million contract as a 3-4 defensive end. Remember, 
years ago, J.J. Watt was really one of the first $120 million guys. And the way that this league is now with it being a passing league, the defensive ends, you really can't afford to pay them that kind of salary. So you got to get them as much as bargain as you can because there's too many pass rushers coming out of every draft every year. And mm-hmm. it also it also hurt him at the fact that he had to deal with Tat McKinley's ass, who wasn't who wasn't busting his ass on the whole the whole game. Because what y'all say is Fowler sets it up, McKinley was supposed to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And like it works as a unit. Exactly. So Fowler might not be getting the sack numbers that everybody wants. But like I said, the plays that don't show up on the stat sheets are the ones that people are that they get paid for. Can you mm-hmm. occupy can you occupy extra offensive linemen to help your other guys get sacks? Mm-hmm. Can you hold outside contain? So 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 you can bounce the run run inside and let your big guys eat. Those plays mm-hmm. are the ones that don't show up on the stat sheet, but those are the ones that are just as important as a sack. Now, sacks look good when you're trying to get that contract. But for for your team to be, like I said, that's why the 2000 Ravens were so dominant. That's why the 2002 Buccaneers were so dominant. You had guys that, you know, may not have had the big sack numbers like you thought. Like I said, you had Simeon Rice in Tampa Bay, but they worked well Mm -hmm. as a unit. Yeah. Hey, I'll take hey look, I'll take unity over individual stats because at the end of the day, defense win championship, and you can't win a championship with just one defensive end, one defensive lineman getting 15 plus sacks. We seen that with Vic Beasley. It didn't work. Oh, I wanna talk about I wanna get on this one. Like this one right here. Like I think this is a good one. Um To be honest, um, to be honest, I think this goes into exactly what we was talking about as far as um, Dante Fowler. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people only look at just the pass rush itself, and they don't look at the small details of just taking on the black uh, a block, taking on the tight end taking a, a tight end with him as well as a tackle, you know, as an end, what the Steven means of doing is allowing, um, you know, four-year Ola Kuhn and Deion Jones to come free on blitzes because they're eating up all that space so that linebackers can come, their safeties can come on blitzes. Like Keanu Neal um, with that block, um, uh, with that sack on um, Matt Stafford, he came free. How did he come free? Do anybody know that? Yeah. You had defensive linemen taking on blocks. Like, they came free. So these are the things that you have to look at um, when you talk about, you know, defensive linemen and their impact. Like, there's more um, more to just, you know, pass rush and defensive line than just or sacks. You know what I'm saying? People talk about – you go back and look at that de- the team – um, the the Rams when your boy put up, um, what I think it was like 20, 20, yeah, like twenty point five sacks. 
does anybody give Indomitian Sue the credit that he deserves for that? That dude, all he was doing was eating up blocks all year. He was getting double team all year. So he can just, so, you know, Aaron Dawn could just play one-on-one. All he had to do was just worry about getting to the uh, quarterback because Sue, that dude is a monster, man, and he's doing the exact same thing, you know, again, Temple. So these are the small details of football that you got to, you know, you got to re- really look at. And this is something that myself, Low, um, we're doing with film breakdowns and, this is why I said with the Atlanta Falcons, you know, with Isaiah Oliver. Um, I think this, the Falcons secondary, I think they're going to have a, something really special if they go out and get either a, a strong safety who has range or a free safety that has range. Because Isaiah Oliver has talent. A.J. Terrell has talent. Kenneth Sheffield, those guys have talent. But when you don't have a safety who can – take away those deep balls and kind of give um, that second thought or that, that cast that doubt in quarterbacks mindset, you know, they hold that ball for an extra second or two. And that extra second or two, you know, will help Grady Jerry get more sacks, Dante Fowler get more pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like that help, that helps when you don't have that free safety that can get to anything. And this is why, um, even the Chiefs, like the Chiefs don't have a, a dominant, you know, defense. They have a great free safety who can get to anything. Honey Badger can get to anything. There's nothing he can't get to. He's like a, like, he's really like a cornerback playing safety. You know what I'm saying? He can break on anything. And like that's what makes that defense, you know, not great but they get the job done and see that's what the Falcons don't have. I, like I said, I love Ricardo Allen, but he old bro. Like he, he's, is he's, he's done. I'm just going to be real. He's done, man. <laughs> he on the Ben Gay side of the game. Hey man, he ain't on Ben Gay, man. He on that crutch. He got a cane. He, got a crutch. <laughs> he, <be. laughs> he ain't even on Ben Gay. But, but that, but that kind of agree with you on that, man. Like I said, it, it just like I said, it just comes down to, uh, but what's that? Stephen Means look good feeling for tech. Hell, I look good feeling for tech. At least Stephen Means been playing the game. Exactly. Availability is the best ability. Right, be available. Let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. When was the last time you really seen like Ricardo Allen like single handedly take over a game? When was the last time you seen a, a safety, a free safety for the Falcons literally take over a game? You talking about consistent. all time? No, I'm just talking about in the last ten years or so. In the last ten years or so, when was you? When the last time you saw a free safety for the Falcons literally just take over the game? And I'm we're talking about consistently. Uh, you talking about consistently getting burnt outside of Keon Carpenter? That's the only other safety that I knew that was consistently playing good. Well, we That's had a, we had one here that was was had about two good seasons, and then he got paid, and he started resting on his laurels. And that was Thomas Deku. For oh, a while, God, Thomas Deku. Oh. For a while, Thomas Deku would, would get interceptions, and then you know he had that one, them two, or well, that one Pro Bowl season. He got paid, 
And then he started resting on his laurels. He stopped tackling. He forgot how to catch. He forgot how to run. He forgot how to play football all together. He fell off a cliff just like I talk about Ryan Schrader. Ryan Schrader was balling. Next thing you know, after that Super Bowl year, Ryan Schrader fell off a wagon. He fell off a cliff. He couldn't block. He couldn't block me. I was like, what happened, dog? He was balling. Next thing you know, he couldn't block nobody, dog. I'm like, was he was he popping pills? What was he doing, dog? Was he on was he using uh performance enhancing drugs? Was he using <laughs> dog? What was he doing, dog? He must have been juiced up or something, dog. He was balling. Next thing you know, that man fell off a cliff, dog. I don't know what happened to Ryan Schrader. The same thing with Thomas Deku. When we had Thomas Deku and we had the Missouri Hammer back there with him. Uh, William Moore, them dudes were playing well together for a little while until Thomas Deku got paid. Then that dude started slumming. William Moore, he just started having injuries. But Thomas Deku, I don't know what happened to him, dog. He had one season where he had like seven to eight interceptions. It was almost like a Demonte Casey situation. Remember that one year Demonte Casey led the league in interceptions, tip interceptions and all of that? Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, he couldn't play. Same thing with Thomas Deku, dog. He was one of them guys he could pick, take the ball away. Next thing you know, he got that that big contract, and he he couldn't live up to it. Oh so god, I was, that was the last guy I, I thought that was you know a playmaker. <laughs> bruh, bruh. See, see, see now, see now, see now, you setting up something serious here because <laughs> Thomas Deku is right there at the peerless price. Names of, do not need to be mentioned, and because you said that, he <laughs> will get the all time. There you go. All time. <laughs> I had to give you a layup, man. I had to set it up for you, dog. Hey, 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 <laughs> it was only right. We appreciate the alley oop, bud, because Thomas Day Cool. I don't know. I, I think he was I think he was trying to model back there. Cause I don't know if y'all remember that picture he had back there with that little gay ass pose he did. Well, man, don't 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 even talk about that. Don't 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 mm -mm, no 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 I don't want to go there, Dancing. but yeah. That that dude right there, dancing and mm -mm, posing, dancing and whatever he called. I don't know what he was doing. Like he got, like you said, he got that. He got paid, and he's just like, okay, that's it. I got paid. Got that big contract. That's all I was playing for. I'm good. Shoot, he got burnt so much you thought he was dancing on the sun. That's how bad he got burnt. <laughs> <laughs> and William Moore, like I said, I, I, I like Willie Moore, but. Like I said, that's the same thing we said about Keanu now as far as he, he gave you the big pop. But if he mm -hmm. popped your ass, he popped his shoulder out of place or popped his knee out of place mm -hmm. every three games. So as far as like free safety, outside, really outside of Keanu Carpenter in the last 10 years, I really ain't seen nothing, nobody really consistent. Damn. That's a long line of terrible safeties we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Because Corey Hall we really <laughs> Corey Hall wasn't shit. Corey Beerman, he don't know. Not Beerman, but Corey Wire wasn't shit. Jimmy Williams, Jimmy Williams, like a lot of people just terrible, man. Like they've had some terrible, terrible safeties, man. Like eesh. Oh my god! I, I got I, I I got something that I want to talk to you guys about. This this is something that we're gonna um kind of shift gears just a little bit because I think this is gonna be something 
that a lot of people might um they get wrong when it comes down to well here you go here it is oh, oh hey hey before you get oh, to that Mike uh I think I think I found I think I found what I was talking about and like I said did, did you want this as your free safety right here? Hold on. It's loading up now. Did you want that as your free safety? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Did that no, look no, like a no. guy that can cut No, you? we good. <laughs> no, we good on that one. <laughs> I don't mm -mm. think that. No. Mm -mm. We good on that. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 Wait. no, 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 no. Well, William mm -hmm. Amy, that was Thomas Day cool with that shit right there. But go ahead, Mike. Do what you do. What you about to say? But that that that's it, man. We're talking about <laughs> I, because man, now you got that picture stuck in my head, man. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know what that was, though. But this is um this is um this this is something that I wanted to talk uh talk about, man, because a lot of people don't understand what arm talent means. Uh, we're talking about the top five quarterbacks. It doesn't have to be top five, it can be a top three. But I want to give you guys thoughts on what arm talent means. Arm talent. We're just talking about arm talent. Like this like let's discuss the arm talent. What does that mean in your opinion, man? Who's going to take it first? Y'all want me to go first? Okay. Oh, I, I'm about to say, I'll take it first. Go ahead, arm talent mm -hmm. is basically, it's not, it, it's not how, how far you can throw the ball. It's not about how fast you can throw the ball. Like, like I said, it's pretty much can you hit all nine routes accurately? The hard, like what they mm -hmm. say, the hardest throw in football is the throws between the numbers and the sideline. Mm -hmm. Those throws right there make you money. Like you said, you said that throwing down the field makes you money. I personally think that those sideline throws, like I said, if you can hit a out. Or a corner route with accuracy and anticipation, without a receiver breaking stride, mm -hmm. that's our talent. Because it, like, mm -hmm. like I said, we look at quarterbacks like, okay, we we can look at big arm quarterbacks like, okay, right now you have Patrick Mahomes. Right now, we can go back and look mm -hmm. at Joe Flacco, Jamarcus Russell, you know, Carson Palmer. These guys could throw the deep ball Ryan like a Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Brian Leaf could throw big time. Jay Cutler. And <laughs> everybody talked about Jay Cutler. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Jay. Oh, oh, Jay Cutler with his. Yeah, I want to sit out a playoff game because my <laughs> pinky toe got swapped. <laughs> I, I swapped mm -hmm. my pinky ass, motherfucker. But like I said, the deep ball is only aspect is only one aspect of a quarterback with arm talent. Hell, let me, I let me see, this is what I'm talking about. Oh my God! This this comment right here is exactly what I'm talking about. Like this, that's that's not what arm talent is. That's arm strength. Okay, mm -hmm. arm strength. That's not arm talent. Okay, arm talent is the ability, like you said, to hit all nine routes. What good is a, a, a uh, you know being able to throw the ball with zip on 
and you not accurate. Like you can throw. I've seen Jay Cutler throw ball straight into the ground, <laughs> missing completely, missing the whole target. I've seen. I know you guys have seen um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, he steps back, throw the ball, and you're an Auburn fan. You know this. I've seen Cam Newton throw the ball to a receiver, and it's like 20 feet over his head. But he can throw the ball with power and strength. That's not arm talent. Mm-hmm. That's strength. And, like, and, like, and that's what people get. That, that's, that's what people get it messed up. We're talking about the ability to throw not only with power, but power and accuracy, power and anticipation. You know what I'm saying? And there's only a handful of quarterbacks in the league that have that ability. Aaron Rodgers is one. Um, John Elway definitely isn't one because before he got, you know, to the, the Denver Broncos, like he was considered a bust. Um, you got Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, who can throw in almost any and everything. Um Warren Moon, a lot of people don't know Warren Moon. Warren Moon could throw any and everything. Like this dude had a cannon. He can throw with anticipation. Um and Joe Montana. Like these guys, these guys could throw every every Mm-hmm. And don't tell me that Tom Brady can throw every route, because we've seen, we just seen We've seen what he's done. Even in his prime, he couldn't make certain throws. That's the reason why he was around a like a sixth, a sixth round, seventh round pick. You know what I'm saying? Because he lacked the arm talent. Talking about arm talent, Tom Brady is one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. But when it comes down to throwing every every route, he couldn't throw certain sideline. Like only certain quarterbacks can throw the ball on the run and accurately like Matt Ryan did. Like Matt Ryan threw a frozen rope. I mean, you see it all the time. This dude throws a running, like he's running to the right, he's running to the left, and he'll just throw, uh, you know, a, a dagger, you know, to either um, Julio. Oh, I know you guys remember that throw, not only to Roddy White, but Michael Jenkins, where they caught the ball on the sideline. Like ain't too many quarterbacks can throw that, that, Newton make that throw and and it's accurate. Like that right there is arm talent. So what are you guys like? Who are you guys top three? I know I said say it's top five, but give me your top three, man, as far as your quarterback is is concerned. Before I give you my top three, uh, before I give you my top three, Mike, I kind of wanted to uh, just hit on what I feel about arm talent and I agree, completely agree with you, Mike. Like, I was going to say Brett Favre. I feel like he had one of those arms where he could hit every throw. He could throw the ball hard. He knew when to put touch on it. And I think that's where a lot of guys get it twisted. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Vick. But the problem with Vick is everything was a bullet. If you watch uh, Lamar Jackson play, he plays the same way. It's like, take a little bit of mustard off that football. Like, Lamar Jackson, if he throws everything like a bullet, he could be like outside of running back in the flats and he'll throw a bullet. Like everything don't have to be a hundred mile an hour speed. You know, you're not a pitcher; you're a quarterback. Sometimes, if you're trying to throw it out to the fullback, you know that they hand, you know, his hands is not the same as like a wide receiver. So just lock, lock, lock it out there to him. Like you ain't gotta, you know, bomb it. Like you don't have to throw a a bullet every single time. 
And I think that's what Matt Ryan understands. Like when he's on the ball, when he threw that ball, when he was rolling out and Zacchaeus broke off his route and ran up the field, he threw a ball against his body. Mm -hmm. he goes, put some touch on it. You know what I'm saying? When to throw it with some mustard. And I think that's the biggest issue with some of these quarterbacks, like a Jay Cutler. He was another one, a uh, Cam Newton, like you were talking about. They he didn't. They don't understand. You, I'm, my bad. If I see somebody say uh, Russell Wilson one more time, I swear I'm a, I'm a ban y'all for this fucking challenge. If y'all say Russell Wilson <laughs> one more time, like this dude doesn't have arm talent. Okay, he's mobile. He's able to make certain throws. He got eight interceptions on the season. Okay, eight, eight. So think about it. My bad, dude. But no, I'm tired of saying Russell. Nah, you good, man. But that's what basically what I'm saying. Like you gotta, you gotta have, um, you know, guys that knows how to put. Like I said, put touch on the ball, but also can throw the deep ball, can make all the throws going out to the sideline. Like I talked about, Brett Favre, uh, Peyton Manning, um, you named all the greats. Even Jim Kelly. A lot of people don't remember Jim Kelly with the Buffalo Bills, the play up in Buffalo, Ooh, and to yeah. throw that ball in the winter time. Like you gotta be able to sometimes put some mustard on that ball because you know it snows a lot in Buffalo, New York. It gets cold around playoff time. Those guys made four straight Super Bowls, and he had to be able to put that ball on a dime. And they were not running the ball up, like they were a throwing team. They could run the ball with Thurman Thomas. Uh, Andre Reed put up big numbers in that offense. Uh, Chad Beebe and those guys they had up there with that offense uh, with Buffalo. Uh, he's a guy that goes overlooked a lot, Jim Kelly, because he never won a uh, won a Super Bowl, but he played in four straight Super Bowls, and there's no quarterback that can say that. Even Tom Brady, it ain't no quarterback that's played in four straight Super Bowls. So I feel like it's a ton of guys out there that had that arm talent. Aaron Rodgers, like you said, he can throw the ball on a rope. He can be. It don't care what platform. He can be coming off his back foot. And he can hit somebody in the corner of the end zone, and that's what I talk about when we're talking about arm talent. Uh, Dan Marino, he's another guy that I don't think we named. He's another guy that's definitely in my top three where he can make every throw. He could put the ball on the dime with accuracy and he could put mustard on the ball, but he know when to throw it with some loft. He know when to put that, you know, throw it and try to put, throw it through a keyhole, as I say, or, you know, try to zing it through there with mustard. So I, it's a lot of guys, man, that, that have that, that arm talent, but those are just a few. But my top three, I would say um, Brett Favre has to be in my top three because he was just a gunslinger. He was one of those guys that it don't matter. You know, he playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin, just like Buffalo, New York, where it snows a lot and stuff like that. It's cold all the time. You playing against the Bears outdoors You uh, twice a year. You playing in Green Bay. You playing in Minnesota, like up there where it snows a lot and stuff like that. You got to have a special arm talent. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's another guy mm -hmm. I got to put up in my top three because – he can make every throw. He can run on the run. He can do it within the pocket. Him and Brett Favre is another guy that I think they sleep on as far as being mobile. Because he, to me, him and Aaron Rodgers pretty much were the same player. So Green mm -hmm. Bay is just blessed, yeah. and they know how to, you know, view talent and know how to scout talent. Because for them to go from Brett Favre right over to Aaron Rodgers, who was his backup, they're pretty much the same player. Like it's pretty much nothing that Aaron Rodgers. Uh, or uh, Brett Favre, both of those guys can pretty much do it all. Um, my third, my third guy, man, it'll be tough because I love Warren Moon, especially being like an African American quarterback that I feel like does, uh, don't get a lot of credit because he never won a Super Bowl. He but he was one of those guys that put up big numbers as well. Uh, 
uh, playing up there, uh, playing down there in Houston with the Houston Oilers. He was one of those guys that, and that had running shit all well. That running yeah. shit all missed. Yeah. But I think I'll go with John Elway because to me, John Elway, his arm, man, was something was something different, man. When I even when I turn on his highlights now, I'd be like, man, John Elway had a rocket. Like we talk about Pat Mahomes, but he was like Pat Mahomes before Pat Mahomes. And he was another guy that kind of puts me in the mind of Matt Ryan when it comes to like he didn't win early in his career. He played in a couple of Super Bowls and he got beat in a bunch of Super Bowls early on. But then later on in his career, he was able to win Super Bowls like you were talking about, Mike, where he really wasn't the focal point of the offense no more. It was Terrell Davis pretty much carrying the team, him and uh, Shannon Sharp. But he still had that rocket arm. He couldn't. Um, he wasn't as mobile as he once was because Don Elway was another guy that could also run. People don't realize they look at him being white. But he was one of them guys, too, that he was kind of like an Aaron Rodgers. He could do that, run out the pocket. Oh, you my see God. Him? We got to start with this. Like, that's not arm talent, people. Uh, you got to stop. Brandon <laughs> Levy, please stop with this. They got cannon. Just because you have a cannon doesn't mean you got arm talent. What do you not understand about arm talent? <laughs> It's accuracy with that cannon, okay? And John Elway developed that again. He developed that late in his career, okay? Yeah, man. When he got that. Just look at the first three years of Russell Wilson's career. He was not a well-developed quarterback. He, over time, he got there. But some of these guys, from the very moment they stepped on the field, just look at Matt Ryan, the, the, his first pass. Just look at that throw. It was a rocket. It was accurate, and it was on the money, right in stride, perfect stride. That's what we're talking about. So it's not just, oh, he had a cannon. This guy had a cannon. Everybody can throw the ball hard in the NFL. Every quarterback can throw the ball, you know, um, you know, with with power. But power and accuracy that goes hand in hand. And this is why I say Aaron Rodgers, for me. He, Brett Favre, and Dan Marino, those are my three when it comes down to arm talent. And like I said, my favorite quarterback of all time is Peyton Manning. But when you look at those three quarterbacks, they could throw the ball since the first moment they stepped on the field. All right? They could make throws no other quarterback can make. And that's talking about – we're talking about with strength. So again, we got a lot of quarterbacks who not only have a cannon, Michael Vick, Michael Vick can throw the ball. I, th yeah. I thought he had one of the most strongest arms in the NFL. Like, this dude would flick his wrist, and that shit would go 70 yards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but as far as an arm talent, he wasn't an arm talent. He just had a strong arm. And that, like, like that's what people get things mixed up when we say, oh, he got a cannon. That's not arm talent. Okay. That's cool. What you think, K-Styles? Well, before I go with my top three of arm talent, I'll give you my top three. You had absolute trash arm talent. <laughs> I'll give you that. And this, is, this, is no, this is no particular order. This is just three guys that I saw that was absolute garbage. Mark Sanchez, Rex Grossman, and motherfucking Jake Fromm. What the fuck? Ooh. Oh, don't even talk about Jake Fromm. That dude threw so many <laughs> balls in the dirt. Oh my God. Straight to the ground. Not like nothing, like hard as hell, straight to the ground. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. I've, I've but, seen it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, like, but but if you talk about my top three arm talent, I'm not going to go off of what history has said. I'm going to go off of what I've seen. And I'm going to also mm -hmm. throw names in there that nobody really talk about. Like I said, Brandon Levy said one name that I did like, and that was Donovan McNabb. I liked his mm -hmm. arm talent. I give him that one. Another mm -hmm. one nobody talks about. His arm, his arm wasn't the strongest, but he could get it there on time, and that was Chad Pennington. Yeah. Chad Pennington could get it there when you needed to. And mm -hmm. another one, damn, that's that's a tough one. That, that is that's a tough one. I know I know everybody saying Matt Ryan is not in there, but there was one throw Matt Ryan did make yeah. in his career. The, the one throw Matt Ryan made in his career that said that he had arm talent. I don't know if y'all remember it. It was against the Chicago Bears. And he threw that, he threw that ball from the end zone on the sideline with less than 10 seconds and got him in the field. Oh, yeah. That's the one that I'm talking about, the Michael Jenkins. He threw that on yeah. the sideline to Michael Jenkins. That right there, that's it, our talent. But another quarterback that I would definitely put up there that I had seen, man, that, that's a tough one because I can't really – like I'm trying not to use the obvious names. I'm trying to think outside the box here because everybody's pretty much said all the quarterbacks they got like the top arm talents and stuff. I'll probably put Carson Palmer in there. I'll put Carson Palmer. He can in there. swing it. He can, he can, he can hit all he night. Carson Palmer's problem was he got injured his first playoff game and he it took a while for him to recover. And Kimo Van Allerhofer took that knee out and that was it for him. Oh God. Oh God, sports 789 through. I ain't want to throw that one there. That was just that was too obvious. Talking about Tim the, Tebow. The Tim Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yeah. That but yeah. That's gonna that's that I, I'm I'm gonna switch that list up. I'm gonna put Tim Tebow number one. Gallimite. Only thing, only thing good Tim Tebow could do was, was pray and say he was a virgin. That was the best thing he could have did in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like I said, and a lot of people might not agree with the Chad Pennington thing because, like I said, he didn't really have no, 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 no. I really watched the arm strength, and that's what I'm saying. Like Chad yeah. Pennington, he didn't have the arm strength, but he could. He he was a a good quarterback because he was able to throw not only with time and accuracy, and that's what I mean by arm talent. Just because like Drew Brees didn't have a a, a big time arm, you know what I'm saying? Like before he got injured, um. His arm was okay, but it still wasn't a big arm. Like, even in his prime, like, Drew Brees couldn't throw the deep ball well. He had to have tall receivers to kind of make up for the lack of arm strength that he had. And that's what I mean by, like, it doesn't necessarily mean just because you can throw the ball with, you know, strength and speed, um, that doesn't mean you have arm – like, it doesn't mean you have arm time. And, got, like I said, people will laugh at – um, Drew Brees, they would laugh at Chad Pennington 
but those guys didn't have those big time arms. And I agree with you. Chad Pennington, he was definitely a talented quarterback. Um, but again, that showed the injury that he had kind of forced him. Like if you guys go back and see him in college before he had that shoulder injury, he was a damn good quarterback. Um, and he was kind of forced to kind of, um, you know, change his game or whatnot to be much of a touch, a touch guy. But like, again, man, just because you can throw the ball hard doesn't mean you're going to be a good quarterback. Because mm-hmm. that, that's just like saying all the people that say that arm talent, can you go out there on the field and throw a 40-yard bomb, 50-yard bomb with accuracy? Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I know damn well. I know damn well I can't. So, hey, mm-hmm. I, I just appreciate mm-hmm. you for all of them. And yeah, like man. you said, you also have a 300-pound mother trying to take your head off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it. Like I said it's a lot more than just throwing that thing deep. Because most oh, yeah. wide receivers, unless unless you got Randy Moss on the outside, where that's all he's running is go routes. That throwing deep shit don't mean nothing. Nah, man. Mm-hmm. You seen Dante Culpepper <laughs> throwing the ball to uh, Randy Moss? <laughs> Jeez, they had Brad Johnson throwing to Randy Moss his first couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gus, Gus Farrat and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But that that's 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 like like I said, man. I think people get things when they see somebody with a big time arm. They see somebody who can throw the ball far. It's like, oh, he got an arm. Like he got arm talent. No, that's not arm talent. Again, man, you got to throw. Um, the reason why I say, um, like even Pat Mahomes, like Pat Mahomes, he's a very good talented quarterback. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say he's has the greatest arm talent. Those still are some throws. Like, go back and look at the Super Bowl. Like, he was missing some easy throws. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have the ability to not only make throws, but you got to understand. Um, And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for even say Patrick Mahomes doesn't have great, uh, like, um, like, he's not, he doesn't have great arm talent. It's like, of course he has arm talent. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't necessarily put him in the top five when it comes down to quarterback arm talents. Like, the overall talent himself, I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback um, like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Again, I'm going to take that back because people have not seen Randall Cunningham play. If you're looking at Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes, you're looking at Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham could do any and everything. The dude was he was the standard when it came down to mobile quarterbacks. Everybody, you look at, like I said, I, I, I promise you, if you go look at Ronald Cunningham's, his, um, his highlights, go back and look at that Minnesota team with Randy Moss. Who was the architect of that? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, that man respect. That man was Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes even got into the league. You got to put respect on that man's name. He never get the respect that he do. Like, he was making those same – he was making those same throws. So, I love Patrick Mahomes, but you got to give respect to a lot of these guys. So, um, you guys want to get to this two-point, man? Oh, that's yeah, good. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Drew. You want to go ahead and start off? Not the one point, 
but the, the two point two two deuce dose. All right, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in. As always, um, on this bye week for our Atlanta Falcons, we went into the bye with a two-game winning streak. So, But I do want to thank y'all for tuning in. As always, commenting, uh, supporting us here at AFN. Definitely hit that subscribe button uh, for everybody on this panel. Uh, AFN, we're on our way to 1K. Do talk sports. Definitely go hit that subscribe button on my channel. I'm going to have content coming for you guys daily. I'm trying to put out as much content as possible for you guys quality content like we say here we bring y'all the hard-hitting facts we don't give y'all just opinions but we give y'all the facts the true facts so um my two-point conversion um tonight i really don't have too much um i'm just kind of glad uh the way and i'm i really don't like to get into politics but i just want to kind of talk about the way that the election turned out man i'm happy that biden kamala harris made history the first woman vice president like look we're seeing history right in front of our eyes man you know and i i I usually don't like to get into politics and things of that nature but i'm just glad that we're seeing change we're seeing new things happening and when you see change it gives everybody hope it gives everybody hope that we can turn this thing around man in the u.s we all can come together um it changes what people say about the about the u.s Real talk, mm-hmm. like you know, all of the the killings that happened earlier this year, um, and we know about it. We don't even have to get into it, but you know, all of the you know police brutality and stuff like that. We seen uh, the N- uh, NBA in the bubble, and it seemed like everything that was done on the sports side of things, as far as politics and you know trying to stand up for right, it seems like it it actually made an impact. You know how sometimes you see. Like the NFL, they had the names on the back of their helmet and they have all of this stuff in mm-hmm. uh, racism, in hate, um, love all, all these different, you know, different names and different quotes and stuff like that. We're seeing we seen a couple years ago, Colin Kaepernick take a kneel. You know, now it seems like all of that stuff that was done was worth it. Even with Colin Kaepernick losing his career and stuff like that in the NFL, um, it seemed like it all was worth it now, years later. You know, one player making a sacrifice, look how much changed and look how far we've come. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one knew when he took that kneel that, okay, you know, a lot of us thought, man, that ain't going to do anything. You know, you're still going to have people that's going to hate. You're still going to have, but you never know. It only takes one person to make a big change in the world. So, man, all of this stuff that Colin Kaepernick did years ago, all of that stuff has come to the forefront. Uh, the WNBA boycotting games, the NBA boycotting games while they were in the bubble, like all of that stuff, man, made made a difference. Um, all of these different athletes that have been giving back, even Matt Ryan for the Atlanta Falcons, like him giving back uh, to the community, you, you know, giving donating money uh, to the black, you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Man, we just got to come together as a people, point blank in the period. It's not about black, white, whatever. We just got to come together, man. And we talked about it. I seen a meme that was talking about we call ourselves the United States, but we don't even stand united. Like, come on, guys. We got to, you know, we got to do better. We got to do better as a whole. Like, we got to come together. We got to end all of this hate, all this police brutality, um, all of this racism. And we just got to love one another, One uh, point blank in the period. And that's why we get up here and we entertain you guys. We talk about, you know, football and stuff like that. And we might get on you guys in the chat and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, 
We love you guys, man. We might get on y'all, but we want y'all to keep coming back and giving us crap because we're going to give it back to y'all, man. When y'all say something in the chat, we're going to get at you guys, but we appreciate you guys continuing to tune in. Um, Like I said, man, I love you guys. I appreciate all you guys who continue to support us here at AFN because we do it for y'all. We're going to keep pumping out the true facts about our Atlanta Falcons so you don't have to go to ESPN. You don't have to go to Fox Sports because you can get it right here. You can get the real raw and uncut truth. So we're going to get the raw and uncut truth. And that's my two-point conversion. Mm. Well, like I said, just to, shoot, just, just to shoot off the hip what you said, like I said we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Uh, like I said, make sure you follow everybody's handles. Also, make sure you check out ATL in Sports Zone at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, followed by Lust Exchange at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I threw a couple of them plugs in there, too. You know, but uh, but like I said, I always tell y'all, like I said, I may I may not have the most stats that bring the most stats as everybody on this panel would do, but only thing I could tell you is from what I see. And if it wasn't for these guys here, I wouldn't even be doing this. Hell, I didn't think I can do this. So like I said, you like I said. You just got to have the balls just to speak your mind on whatever you got. Don't rely on nobody. Like I said, do not rely on anybody else to tell you what you can and cannot do in this world. You got you to you gotta follow your own path. And like I said, you're going to have some hurdles. You're going to have some steps that might trip you up. But they say the, but the best way you get judged is not if you own the horse is what you do when you fall off the horse. If you get back on it. Hey, you already know how I felt to hit the ground, so it can't hurt you any worse. So, like I said, I just appreciate everybody. Like I said, I appreciate y'all for showing me. Yeah, just bringing bring bringing me along, help helping me become a better person as well. Cause this is very therapeutic for me. And like I said, I just tell I just tell all the fans. Like I said, y'all talk y'all shit. Hey. We talk our shit, but at the end of the day, we all one nation. It's not just the six of us. It's everybody that tunes into these shows and everybody that subscribes. Hey. hey. Damn right. Mike at, at 4,500. Like I said, make sure you boost him up. Jew trying to get to that 46. 40, no, no, okay. You're not going to. Okay. No, no, 46. Okay. Get it right. 46. Okay. Uh, all right, motherfucker, we got you. 46. <laughs> 46. I want my extra 100, all right? <laughs> all right, we're going to give you 40. His next goal is 47 right now. That's the next goal. <laughs> right. Get that 50,000, okay. Yeah. Right. And I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to get the subscriber number three. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man. But but for but for real though, like I said, we just appreciate everybody. Just make sure y'all hit that like button. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure you hit that notification button because we all got stuff coming for your ass. And make sure you check me out at Just K Styles. Um, I just put some up here, just a little quick one, and y'all might get a laugh out of that. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Hey man, I'm gonna say this. Um, I think 
one thing I want to kind of encourage everybody to do, man, is like stop thinking about what is impossible, man. I don't think there's a such thing as anything that's impossible. Anything that you, you know, you put your mind to, you know what I'm saying? Like y- you can achieve it. You might, you know, that, that damn song by that damn pervert. If you believe it. You can't do it. I believe I can fly. Hey, please don't get hey, me started. Let's, let's, let's bring hey. it back. Choir memories. They used to make us sing that song hey, all day for a whole month. <laughs> hey man, but but that's it, man. Y'all, it, a lot of people like always told what can't happen. You know what I'm saying, like. People have little basic ass things they want to do. Oh, I want to get a hundred subscribers. I just want to make, I just want to pay my rent today. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to, I just want to have my first apartment. Like, man, y'all got to stop thinking so fucking small. You know what I'm saying? Like, get out here and really dream, man. Write that shit down. Like, you know, like truly write out your plan, what you, what you want, what you're trying to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years. Like, write all that shit down, man. Like, people told me from the very beginning, you know what I'm saying? Like, my teachers told me I will never be shit, but here I am. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm doing this. I ain't thought I would, I, I didn't think I can be, be doing this. I'm not, that's not even my personality to be out here, you know, you know, talking to people as much as I do. You know what I'm saying? That's not really my personality, but I took a chance on something that, you know, I really didn't want to do, but here I am right now talking to you motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Talking to you guys. So like everybody got a dream bigger than what they doing, man. Don't, don't just think about, I want to pay my rent. I want to, you know, feed my kids and that type of shit. Look, man, look, if y'all motherfuckers want to get a meal, you got to think like a millionaire and stop thinking small. You know what I'm saying? Think big, do big things and work your ass off. All right. Work your ass off because it don't stop. I eat, sleep, and dream this shit right here. So keep it up, man. Um, I'll say this too. You guys go ahead over uh, Atlanta Falcons Nation, man. Trying to get to a thousand there. Um, this is gonna be the second channel for us. All right, the second channel, the second channel for us to be at a thousand. Jews about to hit a thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's really, you know, like doing things that they never thought. Like Jew would tell yourself, like he didn't think he can be Jew. This not even his personality to be talking in front of people and shit like that. Like, <laughs> like you yeah, never man. thought you'd be doing something like this. So never thought I'd be talking, having interviews with Jamal Anderson, you know, Chris Drab, Chuck Smith. Like these guys I grew up watching on TV. You know what I'm saying? I'm interviewing these guys now. So like, stop thinking small, man. Y'all got to think bigger than what y'all do. Um, with that being said, y'all ain't got to get the y'all ain't got to go, but you got to get the hell up out of here. All right. So, with that being said, um, if anybody ain't got anything else to say, man, we gonna close it. We gonna end it. Um, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got a game. So I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do. Uh, what you guys gonna do, man? Hey man, I'm scouting this week, this weekend. This weekend, I, we got to scout. We got to scout the the opponents. We got to scout the opponents. We got uh, 
I think um the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think they play in the Panthers or something like that. So I think I'm gonna check that game out. I think they play at one. And I don't know who the Saints playing, but you know we gotta scout scout the teams we playing. Hopefully they catch an L before they see us. But if not, they're gonna catch an L when they see us. So hopefully oh, we can yeah. just get healthy. Get healthy. I heard good news. Marlon Davidson coming back from what Rocky oh, yeah. Morris was talking about. Hopefully we can kick uh, John Kaminsky out to the defensive end. Let him do his thing like I was talking about. Y'all go check my video out. I just dropped a video today talking about Tap McKinley hit the road jack like Ray Charles. And, uh, back, and no, I also no, talked no, about no, 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 you, you got it. And then I, I talked about uh, the the update on Marlon Davidson get ready to come back. They say he was battling a knee in, uh, a knee injury, but he's on his way back. So, mm-hmm. hey, look, man, the last seven to eight games, we got a chance. Look, I, I, and I heard something today. I don't know if you guys heard it, but breaking news. Since y'all here with us, I'm going to go ahead and break the news. I seen earlier they're talking about possibly voting on a, another playoff team this year. So I don't know what that's oh, yeah. all about, oh, yeah. but they're talking about an eight team. So sneak peek, that might be a video that one of us drops here at AFN. Y'all keep y'all ears to the street, but I'm hearing that they might even add another uh, wild card team because of coronavirus and all this stuff, and they're trying to even out the playing field. So you never know. Eight and eight might get you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, hey, that is give us more of a shot. You never know. You never know. More of a shot for us, mm-hmm. more money in their pockets. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> they want more money. That's exactly what they want. They like they they like the fans ain't showing up. This salary cap might go down. Shit, we finna take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. But boy, if that salary cap go down to 175 million, like they think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a whole bunch of replacement teams going on up here. <laughs> the Saints gonna be it. They gonna have to move to San Antonio. <laughs> Man. Shit, with shit with them being that two hundred and twenty-five million over the damn cap, boy, they gonna have to cut the whole. They gonna gonna have twenty players on their squad. They gonna have to make Taysom Hill the star quarterback. We Ooh, know we don't want to hey, see that. Hey, you pay. Hey, you pay. You pay your backup quarterback twenty million dollars. Shit, you better make him a starting quarterback. They gonna have mm-hmm. to, dog. But yeah, just like y'all said, like I said, this like this ain't nothing. Like I'm not really a talkative person myself. Y'all can't damn mm-hmm. tell. This is not me at all. This is a whole. I usually don't like talking to people. I, I'll be honest with. You. Before I did this, I'm not. I don't really talk to nobody. Dave mm-hmm. Brazil, I ain't hopping on no mad. I ain't getting my whooped by <laughs> nobody in mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell them that's Terror Artist 404. Y'all go, y'all tell go you, on yeah, you, page. You, you said that to Terror Artist 404. That's what he do. Mm-hmm. I sit here and talk shit. <laughs> I sit here and talk shit. Go hit up the Terror yeah. Artist, Terror Artist 404. Subscribe to him, hit him a, um, a message. You guys can check me out even in our Discord, Latin Five Nation, Mad Mike Sports Discord, man, and come chat with us. All right, so. Man, I think I think that's I think that's it, guys. Um, like I said, go check out Terror Artist, um, Jeff K Styles, Jew Talk Sports, man, uh, Lust Exchange. Um, yeah, man, just hit everybody up. All right, we we'd be glad and happy to uh, you know, chat with you guys. So, 
with that being said, man, we're going to get up out of here and go get something to eat, chill out, and do our thing. All right. So I appreciate it, you guys. Um, that's it. Peace. Deuces. Do 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 do